When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Late Night with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. 03444991000. You can give me a shout tonight. I'll be on till one o'clock. It's me, Catherine Boyle. I'm usually the one sitting opposite Ian Lee, um, but he's having a week off, so it's just me on me, Todd. Well, me and you, of course. If you want to give me a shout, as I say, it's 03444991000. You can text me on 87222 and just make sure you start your text with the word talk. And that text will cost you 25p plus your standard network charge. Um, or you can tweet me, it's at Talk Radio or at Flipping Kath, and it's Flipping with no G and with a K. The reason I call myself Flipping Kath is because my mum always is furious when people shorten my name. She's like, what are you calling yourself Flipping Kath for? So yeah, Flipping Kath. Um, that's me. Uh, but uh, here we are. What, another night. And uh, we're all over the shop. We talked about uh, mental health, claiming the small victories, things that cheer you up. The fact that a relationship can progress from being, you know, a divorced couple into friends, that's an actual possibility. Um, and that uh, you can find yourself sitting on a sofa 20 years later with the person you thought that you would never speak to again, despite the fact that you probably, I mean, the fact that you were married suggests that you'd shared some special moments at certain points in your life. Um, But I find all that stuff really interesting. Uh, Oh, we also spoke to Audrey Gillen, and and, uh, a few of you are asking about that podcast we were discussing. Uh, The first one was called Tara and George, and I presume you can still get that on the BBC iPlayer brilliant if you want to have a listen to that um and also um hang on we've lost we've lost one of our uh, callers but we'll keep going um you can find uh, the tortoise if you just google that and it was called three women um homeless and it's just it's just an absolute cracking listen um billy's on the line hey billy hi you all right yeah i'm fine thank you what have you got for me today uh, well i've just seen on the news um about the clothes clothes that have been sent over you know to Africa, and um, basically, well, I don't agree with it. There's donkeys weeing on it, on the clothes and stuff, and because it's in their fashion, um, the, that fashion designer, what's she called again? Oh, Sandra Rhodes. Sandra Rhodes. Sorry, I've forgotten him. Um, yeah, she's helping the Africans when it's meant to be third world countries and stuff, um, to help them so they'd wear them. Um, yeah, doing a fashion program thing when they're meant to be... What are you watching? No, it's on, it was on the news. Right, let me have a look, because I don't know anything about this. So, Zandra Rhodes, Africa. Whereabouts in Africa? Because there's some quite rich countries there. It's not all third world. Just, um, it was on the news on... Um, Af- well, in Africa, there's a big pilot of... Um, oh, she's worried about fast fashion. She's saying that, you know, because you can go to shops and you can get something that's pretty similar to what you see on the catwalk quite quite yeah. fast but it's being made in sort of sweatshops and stuff and that's why it's so cheap and then it ends up right. in a big pile right and that's sent one well, I'm, I'm presuming what you're looking at is a recycling pile it's not sent over yeah. there for people to wear all oh, right well uh, 
Okay then. <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> not that you send them over and people go, I'm not wearing that. Stick that no, in the pile. I'm not going to send them at Charity Shops at all. <laughs> I've seen a pair of Levi's iPhone once. Oh, that'll get your viewers laughing. Oh. I was thinking that doesn't sound right. What are you I like? Know, well, I know, but I was just looking and then obviously with that... I know what you thought. You thought the ungrateful gets. Yeah, ungrateful, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they are at all. This is the problem, right? And I'm just as bad for this as anyone else and, and I'm trying to be better. But it's so yeah. easy now to go and, you know, spend tender on a top or whatever and then never wear yeah. it and you end up with a, a cupboard full of things that you don't really like but you bought them because they were cheap and it's not a bargain if you never wear it. No, well, I always give them away to people because I don't like throwing things away but no do you know what i've got a real thing billy about yeah. chucking stuff out that's not broken and it means that i am borderline hoarding oh yeah well i don't blame you because someone else always wants it yeah exactly so I, I, I try every now and again to get a big clump it's good stuff normally and it's just stuff i've not been able to use or i've not got round to and i've, I've started because yeah. i find it makes me feel guilty having all that stuff you know especially clothes that don't fit anymore or whatever so well, what I do now is... Oh, I love it if you send it well, this way. Exactly. I love it. This yeah. is what I've started doing, Billy. I take it to the charity shop because I think, do you know that top that making me feel guilty because mm. I'm too big to wear it now? That could be someone's best top. Well, yeah. Well, I thought it would have been a heap of a pile, but now you've explained it no. properly. You'll be all right. Because it looked... No, because we've on bills and I thought, well, it's cheeky, isn't it, really? Well, it does sound a bit cheeky, yeah, but... I think well, I... yeah, but I didn't know. It's just what waste there because donkeys were weighing on it and that on bills. Oh, cheeky donkeys. Got no idea, yeah. have they? Are you, are you, are you sponsoring a donkey? <laughs> no! That's, that, that's another thing, right? If you watch yeah. daytime telly, which I sometimes do because I'm off work... Odd time I do. I usually watch the bill or Netflix well, or something. Yeah, and they'll do they'll do an advert for, the, for you know, a child, and you think, oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I should you sponsor a child, and then the next one up said. is a donkey. Yeah, donkey. Do you know what my boyfriend said? They'd know about it if they said, right, they're coming to live with you. <laughs> They wouldn't know what to do with that. You know, <laughs> you, don't mind, you don't mind doing all for anybody, do you? But no. It's one of them. Do you know what? I think sometimes you realise you look at it and if you can spare a few quid or, you know, if you can, oh, if your yeah. old stuff can help someone out, it's, it's the only right thing to do, isn't it? Well, that's it. But at least now I know. Now you've um, educated yeah. me properly. <laughs> but I just thought stuff sending over there and, you know, like when you do charity shops. Yeah. And stuff and then just going to waste. I thought it was a bit ungrateful, but now I know. Well, you're a good one, Billy. I'm glad we had this conversation. I'm well, glad we've had this conversation. Is it live, this? Yeah, it is. Oh, it is live? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> oh, I'm well, glad anyway. it is, because if you're, if you're thinking that, there'll be other people watching it thinking the same thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, um, tell everybody I said hi. Everybody, Billy says hi. And, and tell them I'm making a... Um, well, if they want to sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I send you clothes, though, have you got a donkey that's going to wee on them? No, I haven't got a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've sponsored the two better. No, <laughs> anyway, it's nice to anyway, talk to you, Billy. You've made me chuckle. <laughs> I, I'm really live on the thing. Yeah, you are. I'm going to... Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, uh, well, yeah. OK, I'm going to go. <laughs> Billy, you've done your bit. Honestly, I needed cheering up and she's just done it. <laughs> oh, three, four, 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 nine, one thousand. if you want to give me a, a, a ring. <laughs> oh, God. 
that's the sort of thing that my gran used to do. She'd see something out the corner of her eye on the telly and she would take it and it would be absolute gospel until, I mean, but except the, the difference with my gran was you couldn't tell her, you couldn't set her straight. As far as she was concerned, they didn't want them clothes and they were letting donkeys wee on them. <laughs> 1000 is my phone number. Hey, Scott, are you all right? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine, thanks, yeah. All Not right. Bad at all. all right, well, thanks for ringing. What have you got for me? Yeah, um, well, just something I noticed really by mine. You know these uh, care, care agencies? Right. That send people out to look after the elderly and what have you? Yeah. I noticed, like, oh, this is over about five years, just driving around. That it's shocking that there's, a, there's an elderly woman, she must be, she must be about 66 herself, like. That's not that old, mate. <laughs> 66. What? 66 isn't elderly. Well, no, listen, she's going out to look after people yeah. and she's dressed in the uniform that they use up by mine. Yeah. And um, when it's raining, I picked her up quite a few times because she's, you know, drowned, like. Yeah. And uh, she lives, where she lives, she lives about five miles away from the area that she works in. Right. And I know a little bit about the way they work, because an ex-girlfriend of mine used to work for them. Mm -hmm. And they have like half an hour slot. Yeah. Where they look after people and feed them and things like that and give them the medicine. And then they have like a slot then to get through to the, to the next customers. And if they're not on time or whatever like that, sometimes, and only sometimes, you don't get paid, like, mm. for one reason and another. And um, I just wanted to let people know about it, really, because, this, this, like I say, this woman can barely walk. She, in all fairness, she couldn't bend wire. You know, the shape she is, she's hunched over, carries a big, heavy bag with her. And... Um, and uh, it's quite shocking, really. Yeah. In the winter times, when if she can't get the bus for whatever reasons, because of the weather and what have you, she walks to the village where where I used to come from, and she walks four and a half miles to get there. And when I spoke to her as well, after a few, after a few, uh, after I picked her up a few times over the years, it's uh, are you still there? Yeah, I'm listening. All right, yeah. It, it turns out that um, that air fella isn't too healthy himself and he can't claim anything because she works. And they, they don't even provide, like, a, a taxi. No. Or, or nothing like that. It's, it's, it's terror. It's shocking, you know. I know. I've spoken to a lot of people. My grandma had a carer. And it, it is that it's true. They've got, they've got slots that they need to fit in with. And yeah. sometimes it's not even half an hour. It might be 10, 15 minutes. That's what it is, To get is, someone yeah. in and out of bed. But the thing is, you know, they like the people who've gone into it because they care. They want to be able to have a chat with people and make sure they're all right. But the time yeah, thing no, is a I killer. That. That's great, you know, if it's doing it, the world are good. And it is keeping her fit. But I think I think she's too old now to be doing that. Something I've, I've, I'm, you know, you could say what might happen and what the benefits are to her and all that. But it is wrong. Yeah. It is wrong that she hasn't got a lift. And if she's... If she's that good at providing the care, which I would imagine she is, because she seems like a loving person. And, uh, you know, she is a real sweet person, to be honest. But well, why isn't she, why aren't they sorting out the lift for her? Ah, oh, they don't, know. But look, it, it, like, it just seems to be... Everywhere I seem to look now, there's just standards dwindling and we're just... 
everything's hanging on by a shoestring, if you know what I mean. And yeah, but so, then there's people oh, like you who do their bit, Scott. Well, yeah, but that's not enough, though. No, and it's it, not. It's have to take, it have to take 10000 to me just to look after there in one month. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not It's not on, like, it, it's really not on. No, I know what you mean, it, Scott. People, people need to... I don't know. I don't know how you get to the bottom of all of that, but they just well, don't get paid enough. It, it, that, that's what it is. That is exactly what it is, right? People that do the caring... Are, are not being well, paid enough for what they do. And also the fact is that it's not seen as a proper um, profession by the people who are employing them. The fa- you know, there are pe- and, and I know that there is someone listening now who knows exactly what I'm talking about, is that you go into that, like nursing, you go into that because you want to make a difference, right? And then you kind of get squeezed out of it because you can't afford to carry on. And then, of course, the people that do go into it end up doing it for the money. It's heartbreaking. Thanks very much for your phone call, Scott. I mean, I don't know how we sort it out, apart from paying more, but these um, care agencies, I'm afraid afraid a lot of them are about the bottom line. 0344 499 1000. My switchboard is now empty. If you want to give me a shout, now is the time. Uh, 0344 499 1000. You can tweet at Talk Radio or you can text me on 87222. Just start your text with the word talk and that text will cost you 25p plus your standard network charge. Let's take a wee break. I'll be back in a sec. Talk radio. Talk radio. Hello, Kev. Hi, Kathy. Kobe. Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks for hanging on for me. Oh, I've got some. I have no problem. Uh, just offer some advice, to, to be fair, Kathy. All right. Um, uh, I'm not going to give you the whole spiel because I don't want to complain and whinge about stuff. But uh, in a nutshell, um, I uh, lost a lot of my sight when I was 19. Met a girl in a local pub. Uh, it was kind of a casual relationship, and uh, she became pregnant. Um, and for the last 12, 13 years, I've been, I've been trying to um, you know, see my daughter. Right. Now, she hasn't put my name on the birth certificate. I, I'm not using any names now, by the way, obviously. No, OK. Um, but uh, my solicitor... Um, suggested that I went and bought my daughter's potential daughter birth certificate. Um, then I had the mediation sessions at my solicitors. Now, mediation to me, I thought that was like uh, my potential daughter's mother and myself, you know, trying to talk. Yeah. Um, and she was up for that, was she? Um, she was quite blasé, to be fair. Um, and do you know what, Kath? This is going to sound ridiculous, and it still blows my mind to this day. Um, she was going to... Her friend who worked down the bar, she said, um, be careful, she's going to take a different child to a DNA test. I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense because there wouldn't be any match with either of us. Mm. Um, and do you know what? I wouldn't mind, but um, we never we never fell out. Um, you know, it was like a casual thing, but... I just, my ultimate goal in life was to be a father. Um, and luckily, I've got um, a friend of mine who is friends with her. Yeah. And um, he sends me uh, recent pictures. Good heavens, she's an absolute double of me. Um, but if she's not willing to um, you know, have a DNA test, 
apparently uh, the mothers have all the rights in the world, and it kind of crucifies me because, yeah. like I say, well, I, I, just, I just want to be a dad. Yeah. If you're not named on the birth certificate, I'm guessing she's the only next of no, kin, so she's I, everything. I, I, I had to go in there and buy that, and then she was like, uh, where did you get that from? And you know what, right? Um, she was with um, another bloke at the time, and uh, I had a conversation on the phone, and uh, he asked me to back off. I said, like, no, I won't back off, because I need to uh, find out if my daughter is my daughter. Yeah. So um, I went round to a, a pub before going to football, and he came round and said, Kev, I'll be doing the same thing as you. He said, um, she hasn't had a DNA test done, but she lied about. Um, he says, I think uh, your daughter is your daughter. and mm. I'm keeping names, obviously, out of the way. Yeah. But uh, seriously, it breaks my heart, breaks my heart, because I, I think I'd be, I would be an amazing dad. And... Um, you know, and and you, as you say, you I, didn't fall out or anything. It's not like there's any bad blood necessarily between you and the no, mother, apart from this that she's sort of blo blocking you getting involved. No, not at all. I mean, um, it was kind of a casual thing. I mean, initially, um, I thought, oh, she's lovely. Uh, then, you know, things went a bit. Not wrong. We never fight. We never fight. It just didn't work. But we're in England shirts. Yeah. Uh, but seriously, um, that girl is. Um, she looks a spitting image of me. Well, she hasn't got a beard. <laughs> uh, but she's, uh, <laughs> she certainly looks like me. But I've just had to some advice, Kath, um, because I've kind of exhausted every avenue. Because uh, yeah. um, my sister said, if she's not playing ball, then there's nothing we can do. So what can I do? Here's the thing I'm thinking, and obviously your solicitor knows all the ins and outs, and, and I'm not going to discount that advice. But obviously at some point, this little girl, how old is she now? Uh, 14 April. All right, well, at some point, she's going to want to find out about her dad, isn't she? Yeah. And I would be prepared for her to come looking for you at some point. I'm wondering, for your head whether it's worth writing her a letter. Um, well, do you know what? Um, I've actually... Um, I've kept all the files, you know, from her solicitor's appointment. Yeah. Um, I know where she lives, um, but her mother is now with uh, another yeah. lady, which which isn't a problem, by the way. No. Uh, by, all, by all accounts, uh, her mother's brought her up really well. Yeah. Um, but I, I would just love the opportunity to uh, to be a father. So, um, I don't know, I've often thought about what you just said then about writing a letter and posting it through the, uh, the letterbox. Or giving it to her mum. Just... Or giving it to her mum. Or, I don't know, or keeping it for when she eventually comes, and I'm pretty sure she will at some point. Yeah. But, I don't know, if your solicitor's telling you there's no more recourse in the law... And you don't want to do anything daft, of course, that's going to, you know, sell... Oh, no, no, you know. 100%, no. I mean, that's why I haven't uh, turned up on the, the doorstep. Cause I don't... Because she doesn't know me, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I don't want to uh, cause any mind or anything. No, and what's the, uh, what's it, the situation now? Really yeah, it is. It does sound unfair. From what you're telling me, it sounds really unfair. What's the situation with the mum at this point? Is there, is there no point talking to her about it? 
Um, no, no, she's um, she's uh, blocked my number. Um, I I have literally no contact with uh, her mother or my potential daughter. Yeah. Um, and seriously, it, it properly it upsets me because seriously, I I could um, I could I don't know I will be an amazing father, you know. Yeah. Um, and like I say. I know exactly uh, where they live, yeah. but I just want to put myself on the step and upset <laughs> my daughter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, here's my suggestion, and it's small recompense because what you want is is it sounds reasonable what you're saying, and it sounds like you've tried yeah. to do this in a way that's not going to upset anything that she's got going on there. But I wonder whether, first of all, writing all this down in a letter so that when she does turn up, and I'm pretty sure she will at some point, whether it's when she's 18 or she'll be an adult, she'll be a grown woman at some point and she'll want to know a bit about her background. And at some point it will come out, especially if you're nearby anyway. And it sounds like a mum's friends know what the situation is and a mum knows, right? Write a letter for that moment. Put down everything you're feeling now. And I wonder whether there is anything in having one last go and writing something down for the mum, just putting it through and saying that you're not after taking over or you just... It's breaking your heart. I'm sure she already knows this, but giving her a letter is so yeah. much more difficult to... She can't block, you know... As long as there's no right restraining thing or, you know, you, you can't be seen as... Oh, no, nothing like there's, that. You're not going to get into trouble for that and you're not going to... There's nothing like that going on. Write it no, down, and it and it gives her time to. Sorry, I was going to say it gives her time. If she's got a letter, it gives her time to digest it, to calm down. She might talk to her partner, and it sounds like in the past her partners have kind of recognised that that she's not being fair. It might just give her an extra bit of thinking time where you turning up on the doorstep or you phoning up, she's kind of reacting quickly, you know, and defensively. What? Do you know what's horrible? I mean, she um, she. Said she she's had DNA test and uh, her partner at the time said Kev she hasn't. Mm. Um, and then uh, I seen her uh, quite a few years back now in the local pub, and then uh, I said Look, we need to talk. And she said uh, let me get New Year's out of the way because it's anniversary of her cousin's uh, passing. Right. Um, I said yeah. She goes we do need to talk, and she's led me to believe that. Uh, well, the sense of the daughter is my daughter. And I, I know she is, uh, other than kind of having a proper certificate about it. Um, but it, it really oh, just gets me down, that's all, Kath. Yeah. And uh, thank you for the fact that you've uh, answered my call and let me uh, no, not vent. A... I haven't vented, you know what I mean? Well, that's... a bit of it's venting, but you know what? Also, this is the best way to straighten out what's going on in your head because it sounds like it's something you've been carrying around, obviously, for a long time. And... Um, it must be bloody frustrating. Write it down and do it in a kind of way that's not, you know, threatening what she's got, and I know you won't, but threatening what she's got already, you know, respect the fact that she's done this on her own, but tell her that she doesn't have to, and at some point her daughter is going to want to know where she comes from and that you are looking forward to being that father figure for her and that you would see it as an honour and all that stuff, right? Just let her simmer on that. And listen, if she doesn't go for it, she doesn't go for it, but you've said it to her and you've said it in a calm way that you've had time to think about properly and, and in a way that you would... You know, sometimes you write the way um, you would like to speak and you won't have anyone sort of egging her on or anything like that or 
it will just be a moment for her to quietly read it. If if that's what happens, it just gives you a chance to to address it that way. Oh, we've lost him. Where's Kev gone? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Obviously, I've got no experience of this whatsoever. So if you have and you can think of something we're missing here, please do give me a shout. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We'll take a quick break and hopefully in that time we'll get Kev back. Late night with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. I think we managed to get Kev back. Hey, Kev. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Sorry about that. Was it because I was wanging on or did you get cut off? <laughs> I got cut off. I think Jamie got bored of me or something. No, not at all. I was just kind of mulling over this idea of, of sending a letter to the mum, sort of stating your case calmly yeah. and, you know, and, and with all the heart that you've stated it tonight, I think she'd be a hard woman to um, be able to ignore it. And do you know what? Even if she does rip it off after she's read it, it's still in her head. You know, you've sown a seed there. Um, we had a message from Mark, and I don't know what his experience is of this, and I don't know whether you've heard any suggestion like this. I'd be surprised if your if your um, solicitor hasn't suggested it. But he said to send the letter via social services. I, do you know what this this is? Um, this is how desperate I am, by the way. Yeah. Um, because I went through all the um, like I told you before about the uh, mediation, and it was just like myself, and I had to show willingness to be there. Blah blah. I even phoned up, um, uh, oh, it's called like the child benefits thing. Yeah, because you wanted um, to pay. No, no, she she hadn't said anything, but I, I, said, uh, I believe I have a daughter. Yeah. I said, I want to pay for my daughter. And they said to me, um, there's nothing we can do until the mother prevents you kind of thing. So I've kind of exhausted every avenue. Yeah. And it, um, All right. Oh, I'm really sorry, Mark. Well, listen, there's nothing to lose by writing that letter. And I'm writing... Mark, I'm Kev. Oh, sorry, Kev, I'm looking at Mark coming up next. <laughs> um, yeah, there's nothing to lose by writing those letters and if nothing else, it gets those feelings that you've got down on paper and you can see them, you know, in, that, in some ways that's, yeah. that's really helpful. But write the letter to the kid that you're hoping that she's going to pick up when she's 18, 19. Um, yeah. She'll come looking, I'm, I'm pretty sure of it. If I know human nature, she'll want to at some point in her life, find out who her dad is. And if it's that obvious and that easily traceable, someone's going to tell her. Yeah, of course, yeah. I, 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 kind, I kind of find it... Um, I mean, like I said before, I'm not criticising her. By all accounts, she's a, she's a good mother, but being a good mother, um, she needs to know who her father is as yeah. well, you know. Has so. she got a weird relationship with her parents? <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, when we went to the um, Swissers, because I... I'd never really met her parents, so mm. I had to send um, the solicitor's letters to her parents' house. Um, then uh, my solicitor rang and said, look, so, um, my client wants to uh, have a DNA test. He believes he's your daughter's father. Yeah. Uh, I said she was really blasé about things, hence what I said before, about taking a different child. So it's not like a normal person we're dealing with. Yeah, I'm wondering why she's so keen to keep you out of things. You know, maybe she doesn't trust men or something, I don't know. What, do you know what, um, do you think I can think? Uh, I, when I met her, I thought, oh, she's lovely. And then um, I think I later found out she was somewhat promiscuous kind of thing. Um, but do you know what, I, I actually know where my daughter Sorry, percentage, but I was conceived. I know where I was. Mm. Um, I know 
while she was there as well. <laughs> that, that's um, usually how it works, yeah. Oh, yeah. listen, we've got Mark on the other line and he says he's had a similar experience. Is that right, Mark? It is, yeah. yeah. What, what can you tell Kev? Because I'm clutching at straws here and <clears throat> but it sounds like a pretty desperate situation. Hi, Mark, you OK? Hi, hi, yeah. I am my first true love, basically, when I was 17. She was 16 years old. Um, she became pregnant and I was forced out with the picture by her parents. Right. Um, she ended up having a son. I tried with solicitors to get to see the child and access. Um, as soon as I, as soon as it came back that she was going to fight that, I thought, okay, we'll leave it. I don't want to cause any more problems. Um, and my father told me to leave it when he's old enough. He'll come looking for you. Um, yeah, Mark, I, I, I really appreciate what you're saying there, but, I mean, I've been trying for... And Cass, right, and you're right, by the way. Um, it's just massively frustrating because I feel I've missed out on baby photos, uh, watching her crawl, watching her roll over. This is what I was going to say. Oh, sorry, Mark. Sorry. I, mean, I mean, it is... It's good advice to, you know, step back and um, not try to make waves. The thing is, I stepped back, I didn't make any waves, and I was hoping he'd come looking for me. Yeah. Unfortunately, he took his own life. Oh, no. Five years ago. Oh, I'm so sorry, Mark. Not even knowing who his dad was. Um, he's got a child with a woman as well, so there's another... Basically, it's history repeating itself. It's another baby, yeah. not knowing who the father is. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry, Mark. I'd say that's horrendous. Oh, that was basically I, the start it, of my depression I, I, and, and everything else. But that's that's a different story. Mm. But at the end of the day, if if you can amicably let the child know you're the father, yeah and be a father to that child without causing too much trouble, yeah. my advice is go for it. Do yeah. it. Because yeah. you never know. You could end up in the same situation as me. Oh, I'm so sorry, Mark. Oh, Mark, uh, thanks very much for ringing up and uh, speaking to me. Uh, I'll take your advice on board. And, uh, I hope you're OK. I'm well enough a bit. But, uh, I I met somebody else and I've got... I've got other children... Um, my oldest daughter would have been two years younger than him. Mm. And uh, I'm walking her down the aisle next month. So, oh, Mark. Oh, you know. Brilliant. But he, he's, my, my son missed out on knowing all of his half-sisters and brothers, and, and he had another family out there that loved him. Well, uh, Mark... Barchi uh, Kath, it's your show. Um, something that I didn't tell you, um, when I was uh, 19, I lost the majority of my sight. And four years ago, I, I jumped off an aeroplane raising money for Miles of Smiles, which is a children's charity. Oh, wow. Uh, I raised cool. £1,100 for that charity. And then we went to uh, watch them uh, go on the minibus and fly off to uh, Disneyland. Oh, brilliant. That's incredible. Well done, Kev. Thank you, Mark, for, for your story. Enjoy that wedding. That's going to be wonderful. What I a moment. I hope so, yeah. It'll be fun. What a moment. I am a bit nervous about it, but, you know... That's the way I, it always I'm not, is. I'm not really 
sure what a dad has to do, just just walk her down the aisle. But here's the thing, right? The dad is the one everyone loves on the wedding day because we're all looking at you and thinking about what happened on ours and, you know, you're one of the heroes, Mark. You've got absolutely nothing to to worry about or be nervous about, but I know that me saying that's not going (laughs) to take it away. Everyone wants you to win on that wedding day. You're going to have such a wonderful time. Oh, I hope so. Enjoy every moment. It'll fly by. Yeah. Take care, Mark. All right, thanks thank for you. ringing. It's Bye-bye. really, really appreciated. So, Kev, it's not going to be an easy one, this, by the sounds of things. No, not at all, but um, things are worth waiting for, you know what I mean? But, uh, hey, look, I am, I'm really appreciative of uh, you taking my call site and Mark uh, talking. So, uh, hey, look, I've uh, waited this long, so I'll, uh, I'll just carry on. Oh, yeah. man, I really hope it works out for you, Kev. Thanks for calling. Talk Radio.